0: Okay, Bismillah. Let's start day 9 of the 99 Names of Allah Ramadan series. So, Bismillah, Rabbi li So, why are we doing this? Asma'u Allah al-Husna, the most beautiful names of Allah, because Allah states in the Quran, wa lillahi al-asma'u husna fad'uuhu biha. And to Allah belong the best names, so invoke him by them. This is in Surah Al-Ara, verse 180. And there's also the hadith that mentions that the prophet وسلم, said that allah has 99 names whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven <coughs> so today we're going to be looking at five more names of allah al-azim al ghafur al-shakur al-ali and al-kabir so let's look at al-azim first so al-azim the tremendous the magnificent he is absolutely great in his names his attributes and his actions so al-azim comes from the root (talking음대로) Ain thalmeem thal 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 which can mean to be great to be powerful to be great in rank and to be above any imperfection so subhanallah the same root is also used for the word bone azim and this refers to strength so you can think about how our bones are carrying us to be able to walk to do at actions these deeds and so even when we're bowing down in prayer subhanallah we say subhana rabbi al-azim subhana rabbi al-Azim, subhana rabbi al-Azim. and this is just to help us remember how great and how magnificent allah is even when we're praying and so we have this verse in the quran "Lahu ma fil wa, wa, wa huwa al-azim so to him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth And he is the most high, the most great. This is in Surah Tashura, verse 4. And then we've got another verse. That is so. And whoever honors the symbols of Allah, indeed, it is from the piety of the hearts. This is in Surah Hajj, verse 32. And there's also this. Uh, i sorry this hadith where Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reported that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said there are two statements that are light for the tongue to remember so light for the tongue to remember heavy in the scales and are dear to the merciful and they are subhanallahi bihamdihi and subhanallahil azim so glory be to Allah and his is the praise and Allah the greatest is free from perfection so these are so easy for us to do just even when we're like, cooking, when we're studying, um, just whenever we're just in our free time waiting in line at the store or anything like that. It's light on the tongue to remember, but it's heavy in the scales and it's dear to the merciful, to the Lord. So it's gonna just simply saying these, this, these two statements, SubhanAllahi wa bihamdihi, SubhanAllahi al Imagine how many good deeds you're raking up, and you're just simply saying these words. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, subhanallahi اللَّهِ, الله And so let me read from Imam Al-Ghazali's book about al So among men, it is prophets and scholars who are tremendous, so that when a wise man knows something of their attributes, his heart is filled with awe. In fact, his heart so overflows with awe that no room is left for anything else. A prophet is tremendous with respect to his community, a master, so a sheikh, with respect to his disciple, and a professor, with respect to his student, whose intellect falls short of comprehending the range of his master's attributes. For if he were equal to him or surpassed him, the master would no longer be tremendous by comparison with him. Still, every use of tremendous assigned to something other than God, great and glorious, falls short of being absolutely tremendous for it is manifested by comparison of one thing below another. So the tremendum of God Most High is the exception, for he is tremendous absolutely, not through comparison. So Imam al-Ghazali has given us examples of shiuch, prophets, and our own professors, so if you're in university, you've got lectures and things like that, and to the, to us, the, as students of knowledge and as students of university and degrees and things like that, these people are tremendous in our eyes, they're amazing, like they've got this amount of knowledge that they've just got and they've acquired, but nothing compares to how tremendous, how Alim Allah is. So now we can move on to our second name, Al-Ghafoor. Al-Ghafur the all forgiving the one who forgives and accepts repentance from those who make mistakes or do wrong so we have the root of al was which is Rain fara and this can have three meanings it can be to conceal to forgive or to cover a thing to protect it so if you've been if you've attended one of the previous um, lectures or rooms or talks we've already learned about the name of Allah al-Ghaffar and that That name, Al-Ghafar, it points to the fact that Allah is forgiving constantly, so He's always forgiving. And so when we look at al Ghafur, the name we're learning today, it refers to the level or amount of His forgiveness. So not only is Allah forgiving and He forgives, but He's also protecting us from the impact of our sins, and He's veiling our sins from others. SubhanAllah. So we have this verse. So, say, O my servants who have transgressed against themselves by sinning, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. Indeed, it is He who is the forgiving, the merciful. And this is in Surah Az-Zumar, verse 53. So here again, Allah is just emphasizing that don't despair from the mercy of Allah. لا تقنطوا, لا تقنطوا إنه, إن Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. This is just showing how forgiving He is and how merciful He is. And as well, the use of Qul So He's saying, oh my servants. He could have been like, you sinners, you humans, you insan, because we're forgetful, and insan is from the word from it means to for, forget. So he's actually giving us, he's personalizing it, and he's actually calling us ibadi. He's calling us uh, our, his servants. And then we have another verse: Nab ibadi anni ana rahim. Oh Muhammad, inform my servants that it is I who am the forgiving, the merciful. And this is in Surah Al-Hijr verse 49. So again, here Allah is just again reminding us that that we He is the most forgiving, He is the most merciful. And then we've got this um, it's not a hadith, but a Muslim scholar actually once said that if a friend among your friends errs, so makes a, a mistake or does you wrong, make 70 excuses for him. If your hearts are unable to do this, then know that the shortcoming is in your own selves. So we have Allah whose name is Al-Ghafoor and He'll forgive us for anything, anything that we do. And so here this Muslim scholar is saying that if your friend wrongs you or upsets you or does something and it's upset it made you angry or mad or whatever, make 70 excuses for him. Maybe he was busy, maybe just give whatever excuses you can and if you're unable to do that, then know that that is a shortcoming within yourself. So you need to think and look inside yourself and reflect, like, why am I upset if Allah is al-ghafur, if He is the most forgiving, then surely I can forgive. Obviously, this doesn't relate to any terms of, like, abuse or anything in that sort of way, but just keep that in mind, inshallah. And also, subhanAllah, we're in the month of Ramadan, and so there's this hadith where the Prophet wasallam, says, Ramadan is a month whose beginning so the first 10 days is mercy the middle the, s- te- the middle 10 days is forgiveness and so its end is emancipation from the fire so inshallah we're day 9 of Ramadan so tomorrow begins the middle of Ramadan which means it's the middle of the it's the fir- it's the middle 10 days of forgiveness so just keep uh, um, الستغفر, um, increase in istighfar keep saying astaghfirullah astaghfirullah i seek refuge i seek just keep doing it, because that's this is the this is going to be the ten days of forgiveness for Ramadan. So let me read from Imam Al-Ghazali about Al-Ghafur. So Al-Ghafur, the All-Forgiving, relates to the meaning of the one who is full of forgiveness, Al-Ghafar. Yet it bespeaks a kind of amplitude which he is who is full of forgiveness does not convey, for he who is full of forgiveness represents an empathetic form derived from forgiveness connected to repeated forgiveness one time after another so he is all forgiving in the sense that he's the perfection and completeness of forgiveness and forgiving to the point of reaching the highest level of forgiveness so subhanallah allah is the most forgiving people will forgive us but allah is the most forgiving he is the one we're seeking the most forgiveness from so now we can move on to the third name of allah ash shakur Ashakur, the grateful, the most appreciative. He's the one who gives and receives little in return. So he's the grateful, the most appreciative because he appreciates even the smallest of deeds that we do. So, for example, literally just saying that, Subhanallah, that's like the smallest action that we can do. And yet he is so grateful for that, Subhanallah. And so ashakur, it comes from the root sheen kafra. And it can mean to praise, for benefit, to be thankful, and offer acknowledgement, or to produce and supply plenty. So we have this verse. So we have two names. We've, we've just heard about al ghafur and then uh, this verse is also mentioning shakur. So the translation is that he may give them in full the rewards and increase for them of his bounty. Indeed, he is forgiving and appreciative. So this is Surah Valtar, verse 30. So SubhanAllah, as I mentioned, the names Al-Ghafoor and Al-Shakoor are found, not meant, not only mentioned in this verse together, but in in other verses of the Quran. So it's just showing not only how forgiving our Lord is, but how grateful is he is. So he's not only forgiving us for any wrongdoing that we've did, but he's also providing for us even when we're wrong, doing wrong, even when we're we're misguided. He is forgiving us and he's providing for us. He is forgiving and appreciative. And then we have another verse. So here another verse is mentioning غفور and with together. And the translation is, It is that of which Allah gives good tidings to his servants who believe and do righteous deeds. Say, O Muhammad, I do not ask you for this message, any payment, but only goodwill through kinship. And whoever commits a good deed, we will increase for him good therein. Indeed, Allah is forgiving and appreciative. So Allah is not only forgiving and appreciative, this is Surah ash verse 23. He's also, so whenever we commit a good deed, whenever we do anything good, he's increasing that good for us, subhanAllah. So he is forgiving us for any of the sins we did. He's accepting the good deed from us and he's appreciating this good deed f- from us by increasing it, subhanAllah. Um, So we've also got this hadith where the Prophet said, Do not belittle any good deed, even meeting your brother with a cheerful smile. So we all know that smiling is sunnah, and so don't belittle just smiling. Because just smiling in anyone's face is a good deed, and that is written down for you. And through that, Allah is increasing that goodness for you, insha'Allah. So now let me read from Imam Al-Ghazali about Al-Shakur. Al-Shakur, the grateful, is the one who rewards the practice of a few pious many-fold, and in response to the actions of a few days, gives limitless happiness in the life to come. Yet, if you consider the multiplication factor in reward, only God, great and glorious, is absolutely grateful because his multiplication the reward is unrestricted and unlimited, for there is no end to the happiness of paradise. The messenger of God, وسلم, may God's blessings and peace be upon him, said, Whoever does not thank man, does not thank God. Yet, so far as man's thinking God, great and glorious, is concerned, it can only be done by extension and in a metaphorical way. For it is such that if man praises, his praises are inadequate, for the praise due him is beyond reckoning. And if he renders obedience, his obedience is another blessing from God to him. Indeed, his gratitude itself is another blessing following the blessing for which he gives thanks. And the best form of gratitude for the blessings of God, great and glorious, is to put them to use, not in disobeying, but in obeying him. So that's just saying that, The best form of gratitude for the blessings of God. So the best way to show our gratitude to Allah for the blessings He's bestowed upon us is to put them in use, not in disobeying, no, in obeying. So just using our eyes, for example, for good. Watching things that are of knowledge rather than watching things that are quote-unquote haram in that way. So now we can move on to Al-Ali, the Most High, the Exalted the one who is above everyone and everything al ali comes from the root ru- ayn lam waw wow. <laughs> which can have four meanings it can be to be high to overcome to advance and to be eminent so we have ayatul kursi which i'm sure many of you are familiar with allah la ilaha illa huwa al hayy al qayyum la ta'khudhuhu sinatun wa la nawm lahu ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard man alladhi illa يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسّع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤوده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم علي العظيم So the translation is Allah, there is no deity except him the ever-living, the sustainer of all existence neither drowsiness overtakes him nor sleep to him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on the earth who is it that can intercede with him except by his permission? He knows what is before them and what will be after them. And they encompass not a thing of his knowledge except for he, what he wills. His throne extends over the heavens and the earth and their preservation tires him not. And he is the Most High, Al-Ali, and the Most Great, Al-Azim. This is, of course, Surah Baqarah, verse 255. And subhanAllah, there's some <clears throat> verses, there's some Surahs, chapters in the Quran that start with "Subh," and so we have the verse in Surat Al- al-'Ala, which is isma Rabbi Ala. isma Rabbi Ala. Exalt the name of your Lord, the Most High. And this is the first verse. And so um, there's this Hadith or many narrations from the companions, the that mention that the Prophet, وسلم, whenever he heard this ayah. So, so, Sabih isma rabbika al-a'la. He would say, Subhana Rabbi al-a'la, Subhana Rabbi al-a'la, Glory to my Lord, the Most High. And so when this ayah was revealed to the Prophet, the Prophet actually said that we should put this in our sujood. So that's why every time we do sujood, every time we prostrate, um, bow our heads down in prayer, we're using this version by saying, Subhana rabbi al-a'la, Glory to my Lord, the Most High. Just to remember how high Allah is, how amazing He is. SubhanAllah. So now Imam al-Ghazali is saying that existing things are divided into animate and inanimate. And inanimate things are divided into those having only sensible perception, so animals, and those which have rational as well as sensible perception. So those which have rational perception are divided into those in which passion and anger resist what they know, so men, and those whose perception is free from such troubling opposition, while those who are free are divided into what can be afflicted, but are endowed with safekeeping from this, so the angels, and what it is, what is impossible to affli- be afflicted, who, which is God. May he be praised and exalted. So now it should be evident to you from this division and grading that angels are above men, men are above animals, and God, great and glorious, is above everything, for he is absolutely high. He is the living and the life-giver, the absolute knower, creator of scholars' knowledge, transcending every kind of imperfection. Indeed, the inanimate are assigned to the lowest grades of the grades of perfection, while nothing is assigned to the other side, but God, the most high. And this is why you should understand his being above and his height. So that's just reminding us that we're above animals, but nothing is above Allah. So now we're going to have our last name for today, which is Al-Kabir, the Great. The one who is the greatest in everything, be that power, wisdom, mercy, anything. So Al-Kabir comes from the root Kafbarah, And it can mean to be great in rank, to be great in size, to be great in age, or to be great in... In knowledge. So we have فكبر, and this is in Surat Mudathir, and your Lord glorify verse three. And so we actually have this uh, saying or statement where it's like, Allahu Akbar This is we usually say this for eid it reminds me of Eid. Allahu Akbar and so, actually, Ibn Umar reported that while we said prayer with the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, one of the people said, Allah is truly great. Praise be to Allah in abundance. Glory be to Allah in the morning and evening. So, that's the translation of the Allahu Akbar Kabira, Walhamdulillahi Katiran, Wa Subhanallahi wa Asila. And so, the Messenger of Allah, when he finished praying, وسلم, he said, who uttered such and such a statement? And so the person among the people said, It's me, Ya Rasulullah. I'm the one who said these words. And so the Prophet, subhanAllah, he replied to him, This this statement, this utterance, it surprised me because the doors of heaven were opened for it. And so Ibn Umar said, I have not abandoned these words since I heard the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, saying this. So subhanAllah, again, this is such a simple statement or utterance that we can continuously say when we're in during our free time or when we're going about driving in the car waiting in line. Allah is truly great. Praise be to Allah in abundance. Glory be to Allah in the morning and the evening. Because when that person said that the doors of heaven were open. So imagine you saying that how much deeds are you getting just from simply saying this utterance, SubhanAllah? So now let me read from Imam Al-Ghazali So Al-Kabir, the great, is the one who possesses greatness, where greatness is identical with the perfection of essence. And by perfection of essence, I mean perfection of existence. Man's perfection lies in his reason, his piety, and his knowledge the great man is the scholar who guides mankind and the one who is fit to be a model from whose knowledge and brilliance others will learn so in that respect Isa um, said the one who knows and acts is the one who is called tremendous in the kingdom of heaven so we this is just reminding us that we can learn and act upon that knowledge to spread that knowledge to other people so they can learn, and so we can also get deeds from them, and they can get deeds for also learning. And so that's the names that we're learning, we've learned today. So I'm gonna end it with a du'a, and I ask that Allah accepts this du'a that I'm going to say, using some of the beautiful names that we've just learned. Ya Azim, you are the most great, so help us to turn to you in hardship and in ease. Let us remember that we have no one to fear except you, Ya'adim. Help us to do good deeds by remembering you. Ya ghafoor, you are the all-forgiving. So please forgive us for our sins despite the weight or size or amount of them. Help us by hiding our faults and sins from others and protect us from the effect and the impact that our sins can have on us. And please protect us from re-sinning or repeating that same sin again. Ya Shakur, you are the ever grateful and appreciative. Allow us to be grateful for the many blessings you have provided us and to use those blessings in obeying you and doing good. Ya Ali, you are the most high, you are above anyone and anything. Remind us to humble ourselves and to never put anyone or anything like technology or social media above you and your remembrance. Allow us to remember you, ya Allah, because you are Al-Ali, the most high. Help us when we're praying to have khushu' and to continuously remember how great and how tremendous you are during us when we prostrate and bow. Ya Kabir, you are the greatest. Allow us to reflect on your greatness and how amazing and great this world is. And help us to remember you and to obey you with the blessings you have bestowed upon us. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen.